Hello everyone, Bobby Wilson here from the TNT College Football Podcast. Glad to be back on this afternoon. Hope everybody's doing well. If you're listening to this, you're listening to my next installment in my college football breakdown series, continuing to break down all 133 teams at the FBS level. And in this segment, I will be continuing with the Oklahoma State Cowboys, who went 7-6 and six last year, 4-5 and five in the Big 12. Uh, probably the most interesting thing about Oklahoma State last year was just uh, the offense not uh, clicking and not being up to their standards, uh, not even being in the top 40 nationally um, is something that, that is that is surprising from this program just because we've we've seen in so many years this offense just click on so many levels and do some amazing things. And it, and it led to uh, some departures throughout the roster. There's there's not a lot back from a starting perspective, but there there's plenty of talent on this roster, plenty of guys that have seen a ton of time. Um, and, and the schedule sets up pretty darn nicely for Oklahoma State to uh, make some noise. And I really feel that this is the a Mike Gundy-type team that we've seen in the past that has kind of flown under the radar uh, that could really, really do something. Uh, from a national perspective. Of course, time will tell, but uh, like I said, I think this is really a one of those teams that we've seen from Gundy in the past that, that could really do something uh, given the opportunity in front of them. Uh, diving into the breakdown now, uh, Oklahoma State plays at Boone Pickens Stadium. I think everybody is well aware of the home field advantage that that is there. Um, you, the fans are literally on top of you. Uh, they're slamming the the side wall there. I mean, it, it's it's a pretty electric atmosphere, especially at night. 55,509 fans uh, is the capacity there. Uh, it always seems like that stadium is going under a renovation of sorts just because of the, the money that Boone Pickens uh, pours into it. Just a tremendous atmosphere and one that I'm hoping to visit um, hopefully even this year um, looking at some different options there. But again, one of the best atmospheres in college football for an electric fan base. I, I, I think we all agree that there's not much better than a game at Boone Pickens at night. So looking at a coach on the rise now, uh, very interesting hire uh, in the in this cycle. Uh, defensive coordinator Brian Nardo coming in, uh, spending a ton of time as a defensive coordinator in the past handful of years, and then 10 years of, of experience at the Division II level, and he is recently coming in from D2 Gannon University. I'm a former D2 uh, athlete and guy myself, so a big fan of of uh, his coaching resume. Uh, really looking forward to seeing what he can do here, given this opportunity with, uh, with a uh, fantastic group of players. Uh, in 2019, he was... Uh, Recognized by the American Football Coaches Association 35 under 35 Coaches Leadership Institute, um, which was his final year at Emporia State, another Division II program. So he's bringing in a 3-3-5 alignment, which seems to fit really, really well with the pieces that they have in place, uh, kind of mirroring what uh, conference foe Iowa State does. So I think moving forward, this could be a really, really good match. I, I think... I understand that this hire was kind of head scratching to a lot of people uh, just because of the jump from division two to the big 12, but no, coach Nordo is, is a fantastic coach who has a lot of uh, great background that a lot of coaches 
um, give him a lot of praise. So I think Oklahoma State fans should be very excited about this moving forward. <clears throat> Looking at the 2023 schedule now for the Cowboys, uh, they open up against FCS foe Central Arkansas. Uh, they make the return trip to Arizona State in Week 2. Then they play a very good South Alabama team who has an opportunity to win the Sun Belt this year. Open up conference play at Iowa State. They play Kansas State on a Friday night. Then they have Kansas at West Virginia, Cincinnati, Oklahoma, at UCF, at Houston, and then BYU. One of the big uh, big things looking at their schedule is they uh, they avoid the big Texas schools in the Big 12. Of course, minus Houston, which is the new addition. But they avoid Texas, Texas Tech, and Baylor um, from the conference schedule. So very, very interesting there. Uh, seeing seeing that. And that's why I think this is a sneaky opportunity for Oklahoma State to really, really make some noise uh, in the Big 12 race. <clears throat> Diving into position-by-position position breakdown now, starting offensively. Uh, Four-year starting quarterback, uh, Spencer Sanders, transferred to Ole Miss. Uh, so in steps Michigan transfer, Alan Bowman. Uh, Bowman knows the Big 12 well from his time at Texas Tech from 2018 to 2020 but he hasn't taken a meaningful snap since then uh, even so his leadership is needed he fits this system really really well and I think he's going to have a tremendous season uh, moving forward I, I, I really really like uh, the addition of Alan Bowman here uh, the running back room figures to be a bit more physical with the one-two punch of Ollie Gordon and Jaden Nixon uh, there was an emphasis in the spring with the running backs and offensive line being more physical. And they've even added a tight end now going to that more traditional uh, format of sorts. Uh, Michigan State transfer Elijah Collins will also see plenty of action. He's a big back, big bruising back who can really add to that physicality. Uh, the receiving core returns one of the best slot receivers in the Big 12 and in college football, really, in uh, Brennan Presley. He had 813 yards receiving last year. Uh, the additions of wide receivers Arlen Bruce from Iowa, Leon Johnson from Division Three, George Fox, and then Dijon Stribling from Washington State are massive. Uh, Stribling can really stretch the field, and Bruce is really looking to re-energize his time after being in the Iowa offense. And then UMass transfer tight end Josiah Johnson is another good addition. He's at 6'5", 245. He is very physical and has an NFL body. And I personally have had him on the podcast before, just an outstanding young man and I, somebody who uh, Cowboys fans are going to really love. Uh, just a, comes from an amazing family, great young man, and uh, really looking forward to seeing him flourish in this uh, new system. Um, the offensive line is a veteran group with a lot of experience. Uh, the additions of the addition of Dalton Cooper uh, from Texas State solidifies this unit. And then Jake Springfield is the best of the returners. He was an honorable mention all Big 12 performer last season. Looking at the defense now, with that shift to a 3-3-5 alignment, the defensive line will change up a bit. Uh, defensive ends Cody Waltersheed and uh, Nathan Lateau have experience, but Tulsa transfer Anthony Goodlow will provide a needed spark. And then look for nose tackle Justin Kirkland, who's transferring in from Utah Tech to transition very nicely to that spot. Uh, the linebacking core has some really talented weapons. 
Xavier Benson is a returning starter, and then Tulsa transfer Justin Wright is a great addition. Uh, really fits this system and scheme really well. And then moving Colin Oliver from defensive end uh, to the linebacker position could be the biggest impact. In two seasons, he, he has 16 and a half sacks and 23 tackles for loss. And he can now be a force moving all over the field, kind of ad-libbing where, where he sees fit there. I think that is a really, really big thing to watch this season is Colin Oliver. He could have a monster year. Uh, the secondary returns cornerbacks Corey Black and Cam Smith. And then Kenneth Harris uh, is an addition from Arkansas State who provides good depth. The safety position has talent led by freshman All-American Kendall Daniels who had 71 tackles and three interceptions last season. And then Lilac Rawls and Trey Rucker also pack a punch there at the safety position. Really good group in that 3-3-5 uh, that alignment there in the secondary. Then looking at the special teams unit, Alex Hale returns and uh, was a Lou Groza Award semifinalist in 2020. He's re retaining, or or I should say re-emerging, getting his job back at kicker. Uh, he dealt with some injuries in the past. And the, the punting job will be a battle well in the fall camp. There's multiple options there, and we'll see how that shakes out. Final analysis now, this is my opinion looking at Oklahoma State. There are a lot of questions entering the 2023 season um, with, from quarterback all the way through. I mean, yes, they're adding Alan Bowman, who has experience, but he hasn't thrown a meaningful – he hasn't had a meaningful stat, snap since the 2020 season. The past two years at Michigan, he's played in six games. Hasn't – they've all been in mop-up duty. So – Again, he's got a ton of experience and leadership, but still stepping up, uh, having not played in a meaningful game in almost three years means something. But like I said, this seems like a Mike Gundy-led team that could make some noise. They're flying under the radar. Those are the Oklahoma State teams that tend to do the best. Where not not as much as expected of them, but but they always seem to make it happen. And the schedule. It, it, like I said, includes none of the none of the uh, holdovers from Texas. The Texas schools being Texas, Baylor, Texas Tech. Uh, so it sets up very nicely for Oklahoma State. And I think they could have a really, really nice year. And I think that they're going to be a player in the Big 12 race. I really, really do. Just because if things click the right way, which I think that they will for this team, and that schedule setting up the way that it, that it does, I think they can really be a player in this race and uh, do something pretty darn special this year. So hope you enjoyed this breakdown. One of the favorite things I get to do every year, I love doing this. Um, please like, subscribe, or listen to the podcast. Give the podcast Twitter account a follow at TNT College Foot One. Everybody have a good day. God bless.